When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Forever Dog Love that song. Welcome everybody to episode one million and two of the Godcast. The Lord Almighty here, along with my partner in crime, Joan of Arc. Hello, Joan. Hi, my Lord. You know the you, you know what that song is, right? Our theme song? Of course I do. What is it? It's something I aspire to, which is near my God to thee. Very nice. Very good. And you are nearer to me. That is the name of the song, Nearer My God to Thee. And a lot of you, or some of you may know, some trivia buffs out there may know, that that is actually the last song the band on the Titanic played before the ship sank. That was the hmm. last song played by the band. I hope they all went to heaven. They didn't all not go to heaven. Mm-hmm. Now, here's a tough bit of trivia for you. You're going to have I a hard trivia. time with this. What was the second to last song, the penultimate song, the band played on the Titanic before the ship sank? Ah. Oh, okay. Uh, was it um, Amazing Grace? No. Ooh, uh, uh, oh, oh uh, Winter from Vivaldi's The Four Seasons. Good guess. No. <sighs> I, never I, gonna, I, I, you know, I, forget it. You'll never forget this. Jesus, play the clip. Was that the chicken dance? It was the chicken dance, Joan, and it no. was horribly inappropriate. It was it, it was inexcusable. Ah. It sounded as weird to you as it did to me. To the band's credit, they recognized that. And I think they aborted the song halfway through and went right into Near My God to Thee and got it right. That was a better ambiance. And it felt right. And then the ship sank and they all died. Well, let's move on. Um, yeah, yeah, sure. I think yeah. we should move on. I think we should move on. Uh, so what's the... Uh, What's the uh, buzz? What's the buzz? Tell me what's happening. Oh, yeah. Super Bowl's coming up. Super Bowl this uh, this week, this Sunday. I'll take your word for it. Kansas City Chiefs taking on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Two exciting young teams. Kansas City quarterback by Patrick Mahomes. Incredible arm. Incredible quarterback. Really good guy. Very beloved figure in the NFL. And across the gridiron, you have Tom Brady. Tom Brady will be starting in his 10th Super Bowl. Now, to put that in perspective, you, and I'm talking to anybody listening to this show, you have never been the starting quarterback in the Super Bowl. Well, how do you know that Tom Brady is not a fan of this show? How do you think I know? Oh, yeah. The moral of Tom Brady that I want to talk about is, just briefly, Tom Brady shows why it's good or it can be good to have a deal with the devil because he does have a deal with the devil and it's working out great for him. It's really working out well. It's paying dividends. Now I know this because the devil and I talked about this. The last time I saw the devil 
we were doing together an, an Armageddon in, in the Sirsinus galaxy, planet Theta 843b Sigma, I want to say. I think 843b Sigma. Right. And he was telling me about, about Tom Brady, because a lot of people have always said, that Tom Brady, you know, he must have a deal with the devil. He's so good looking and he's married to Giselle Bundchen and he's so immune from criticism over how he used to be pretty buddy-buddy with Donald Trump and all mm-hmm. that stuff yeah. and all the Super Bowl rings. And the, they're right. He does have a deal with the devil, and uh, it's working out great for him. Obviously, once he dies, which is going to be in a long, long time, the devil will get his soul. But until then, he has all the earthly success he can possibly have. Right. And all he has to do while alive to maintain his bargain with Satan is... I don't want to get too deeply into it. Uh And this is just my loose understanding based on what the devil told me. Every year, on the first full moon after the witch's Sabbath, a.k.a. Valpurgisnacht, Tom Brady paints his body crimson and crawls nude into the forest with a brindled goat and at the stroke of midnight, slits its throat with a ceremonial dagger inlaid in onyx and jasper and pours the blood into, then drinks it from a mocajete which you may know as the Mexican bowl of volcanic rock in which guacamole is served. So once a year he does that? Once a year he does that. But that's not that bad. It's just once a year. So it's just, it's one goat a year, one ceremonial dagger a year. Where does he get a goat? Well, it's funny. Giselle grew up on a goat farm. So his in-laws actually give him all the goats he needs. Oh, I bet that was part of her dowry. And of course, he, the irony is he is called the goat, as in greatest of all time. That is ironic. Yes, he's often called the goat. And what nobody knows, well, I guess they do now because I've spilled the beans, is that actually once a year, he slits the throat of a goat. Of a goat. So there's a little irony in that. All right, my lord, uh, Jesus is letting me know that we have a caller on the thought line. Uh, just push Explain, line I, four. I, I, don't, don't explain things to me. I know how to do this. All right. Sorry. Hello, you're on the Godcast. Good morrow. Uh, oh, boy, we got a the and thouer. Uh, Heavenly Father? The one true. My lord. Yeah, uh, Goody Karen, can you turn the butter churn down? It's uh, it's hard to hear. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah, of course. Sorry. <laughs> Oh, he's so freaking meat to talk to thee, Lord. Yes, friggin' meat to talk to thee too, Goody Karen. What can I do for you? Oh, okay. Uh, long-time worshiper, first-time beseecher. Oh, I go way back with thee. All the way to when I was Goody a... Karen, that mayst moveth on from thy ass-sucking preliminaries, my dear lady. I beg thee pardon, Lord. I am privately revering to talk to thee about the witch crisis. I see. Jerome, watch this, watch this. Uh, I'm sorry, the witch crisis? The witch crisis. No, 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 I'm I'm asking thee. <laughs> you know witchcraft? No, I don't know witchcraft. Would that be sewing, embroidery, witchcraft? You heard the worst. What? I refer to the outbreak of witchcraft taking place here in Salem. Ah, well, thou shouldst have been clearer in thy speech, thou uh, old timey Massachusetts woman. Oh, verily, my bad lord, but I am so ill and weary of these sorcerers coming to our country. Oh, and wait, take- uh, hold on. When you say our country, you mean the one that until recently belonged to the Nomkayag tribe and then you seized it. Yay, that's the one. These sorcerers coming to our country and bringing their satanic values to a thee-fearing place like Salem. 
true narrative. The other day, I was at home minding my own business, scowling and ruminating on Leviticus, when all of a sudden, I was hiding under furniture, barking like a dog, screaming in pain, convulsing into unhuman positions, and defecating in the hearth. <laughs> what kind of person does that to me? <laughs> Goody Proctor, and Sarah Osborne, and Ann Putnam, and Mary Simply, that too. So you're accusing them basically of possessing you? Can't, can't fault the logic. Now, let me ask you, because I know you're not only a very pious woman, Goody Karen, but a very scientific Yay. one. Yay. Have you tried asking your Barbadian slave, Tituba, to bake a rye cake with your urine in it and feed it to the stray <sighs> dogs, then following them to see whose homes they vomit on the doorstep of? Yay! Yay! I did that. Yeah, yeah. And Tituba, don't get me started on Tituba. I asked to see some identification. She wouldn't show me any. I had to call the constable. Uh, well... Great story. I think our listeners now have a real sense of uh, the kind of women that I'm dealing with here. Yay. Yay. Uh-huh. I shall always defend thee, Lord. I am preparing to testify of these matters before the tribunal, and I ask for thy strength as I endeavor to identify all the practitioners at the dark arts in Salem. I shall do it. I don't care how much attention and feelings of self-worth it gives me. Well, you're, you're a brave woman, Goody Karen, and I'm Thank sorry, I, just, I didn't quite catch that. You you want to identify all the practitioners of the what? In the dark arts. In the? Dark arts. One more time. Dark arts. Dark arts. The dark arts. Dark arts. Great. Thank you, Goody Karen. Thank you for your silent reverie. Couple of pilgrims shy of a Mayflower, that one. <laughs> you know, what always strikes me about the Salem witch trials is the idea that it took place in Salem, Massachusetts. The whole time that that was happening, I just wanted to manifest in the courtroom and shout, What makes you people think the battle for good and evil would ever take place in a shithole like Salem, Massachusetts? Anyway. Uh, okay, but you, you didn't manifest in the trial, right? Oh, no, no. And, um... How many so-called witches uh, died? 25. But they weren't witches, right? <laughs> no, no, of course not. Huh. Did you think about intervening, exposing their irrationality? No, no. Why not? Because it was funny. The whole thing was hilarious. Come on. Joe, lighten up. Oh, sorry, sorry, my lord. Look, rule of thumb, it doesn't matter how many deaths there are in a historical event. Funny is funny. Okay. Noted. Okay, stick around, everybody. When we come back, the man who turned the Red Sea into the Red Two Large Lakes. Moses himself in the studio. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. My guest today is a Bible legend. With no more than a wild plan, bold leadership, and the support of an omnipotent deity, he freed his people from slavery in Egypt 
and traveled to Mount Sinai, where he received 10 commandments and hundreds of other suggestions, recommendations, and life hacks. He then wandered in the desert for 40 years before leading his people to the gateway of the promised land. His new movie, Exodus, Gods and Kings, starring Christian Bale, actually came out in 2014, but there'll be another soon enough. Please welcome my friend and partner in law giving, Moses. Yeah, man. How are you, buddy? <laughs> nice to see you. Yeah, I'm good, man. I'm good. Good. I'm good. And I wanted you on because so many people these days in this godless world don't really realize what you're about, what you did to make this world what it is today. And I wanted to just go back and take it from the beginning. You were abandoned as an infant. Tell us about that. I was abandoned. That, you know, that's the word. That's the word. That's the, that's what you got to focus on. Abandonment. You know, there's, there's a, the word band is in abandonment. You know, you can't be abandoned if you don't have a band, right? You know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah. So I was abandoned or within out of the band. I was kicked out of the band you know, by, uh, by biological mothers and fathers, you know? Right, right. And then you were raised, of course, by, by, wolves, by Pharaoh's by daughter. Wolves. And also Pharaoh's daughter, yeah. I mean, that, yeah, technically, yeah, there's a daughter. There's a Pharaoh's daughter. She picked me up. But, you know, it's not like I went willingly. I mean, I did. I was a kid. But I knew then what I know now, you know what I mean? But just in a different form. Yeah, yeah. No, I get it. I, I, I get it. That's great. Do you? Do you get it? Do you, man? Okay. And you had a, and I think this is helpful for people out there who are having a rough childhood. You had a bad childhood, uh, always getting into trouble. You were arrested. You, yeah, that's you... another relative thing, man. A lot. What does a lot mean? You know, I mean, I, uh, uh, you know, there's, there's, there's some, there's many, there's most, there's few, there's less, there's tiny, there's huge. You know what I mean? Think, think of the words you're using, man. Think of the ways you're, you're communicating. Okay. okay well, let me, I'll, I'll ask you to characterize your, your, criminal activity how much of it would you say you had uh, you know a lot a lot yeah you know what they say man don't do the crime if you can't rhyme something with crime and guess what i rhymed it with time so i did the time i did the time i'm still doing time <laughs> time time mm. again you know yeah time time yeah. is the enemy of movement you know it's all it's all physics it's all physical yeah i'm just gonna Move on a little bit. So you spent half your life working on pyramid labor gangs. You did the corner pieces just to make them extra difficult for you. And then the turning point for you was one day you saw a slave master whipping a fellow Jew. And and tell us what you did at that point. Wait, are you calling me a Jew? You said one day I saw a slave master whipping a fellow Jew. And he, and I, because I, I, yeah, I'm Jewish and I'm not necessarily proud or unproud. I'm ambivalent. No, no, uh, Moses, I'm sorry. When I said whipping a fellow Jew, I meant like a fellow, like you oh, a brother, were Jewish. A brother. And so was the victim of the slave right. Yeah, master. That, that was all of us. Anyway, you saw the slave master. He was whipping a, uh, another mm-hmm. Jew. Mm-hmm. You got mad. If I recall correctly, you clubbed him. And it was a man. It was a fellow. It was a fellow. Yes, it, it, it was It was a fellow. I think I think we established the whole fellow. It was a dude. Fellow, non-fellow dude, thing. Jew, Jew, Moses. So. Yeah. So you clubbed him, you dragged him away, you gouged his eyes out, you fed him his own toes one at a no, time. No, no, I did that to the guard, man. I did that to the guard. I didn't do that to- I, No, I know. I know. That, no, that, I know. I know you did that to right. the guard. That's what I'm- that's, I clubbed the guard. That's what I'm saying. And I put him in drag. I dressed him up in drag. And I took him away. I massaged his eyes out. And then uh, one of the things I do is, you know, I want him to be fueled, right? Fueled up. Uh, so I- 
want to make sure he's eaten, so I fed him his toes one at a time. Didn't want to get him all get, give him a tummy ache. Right. Uh, and then eventually tied him to the ground. I didn't need to because he had no toes anymore. He couldn't really walk that much, but I did tie him sure, to the ground. Sure. Took a piss on him, covered him with ants, and then just to taste what his testicles were like, did that for uh, for a while. Yeah. You know what they call you know what they call them in uh, Colorado? Rocky Mountain oysters. <laughs> it's not an oyster. <laughs> right, yeah, it's a testicle. It's <laughs> not an oyster. You, you mentioned before that you massaged his eyes yeah. out. How, how did that work? Uh, you know, you start soft, and then you just go a little deeper, do Swedish deep tissue, and then they loosen up, and out they come. And obviously that got you into some trouble with uh, with, with old man law. Yeah, well, I mean, the, the old man law is, I mean, those guys are the puppets. You know, those guys are the clowns. They're the, they're the clown puppets, puppets of the clown. They're both puppeteer and puppet puppet itself and the strings. They're also the strings. I think marionettes actually have strings. Puppets are generally manned from below. To each his own, man. To each his own. I don't mean to hypercorrect. <laughs> Whatever. You've been fed some bad information, man. That's what I call fake news. Fake news. So you fled to the desert to escape the law and uh, work on a couple of new songs. We're going to play one of those songs in a little bit. And that's where I spoke to you through the burning bush. Yeah, it just uh, if I could uh, take a minute and plug my, I have a split seven coming out. Uh, once it's put being put out by Twin Tone, and uh, you know, take a listen. I think we might have that. Do we have a song from that? Can I ask a, our uh, Jesus, our producer, to play that song? Jesus, cue it up. There's a time for killing, and a time. For saving Think you're living people But all you're doing is slaving Can't you understand? Oh, we need a promised land We gotta go, Jews We gotta go Think of what you're risking all that obliskin Walking single file Up and down the Nile We gotta go, Jews We gotta go Great tune. See what I did there? I, I rhymed uh, I rhymed, rhymed Nile with file. I noticed that. Yeah. I noticed that. They have the same ending sounds, which are yeah, customary for, uh, for two rhyming check, words. Check it out, man. Yeah. It'll make your song so much better. Try rhyming some stuff. Yeah, that's good advice. I could have for... done denial. I could have done and then made like a pun, you know, on the word Nile, but um, I went with file instead. No, no I, I, I think you'd made the right choice. Could have done style, crocodile, you know, mile. Mm-hmm. Walk a mile mm-hmm. in the not, you know. Yeah. Belial. Trial. Trial. Yeah. yeah. Trial is another one. Numerous rhyming words, not just in English, but in 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 hieroglyphic. So after the uh, burning bush, you had a plan. You got a plan to go back and rescue. Did it say crocodile? You had a plan to rescue the Jews, and you called it the Egyptian conniption, uh, or ISIS crisis. Yeah. It rhymes. It rhymes. It rhymes. That's why I did it. Yeah, exactly. No, no, the rhyming always helps. I, that's what I, you know. That's what I find. <laughs> what about alliteration? Is that also useful? Or no. Do you, you prefer rhyme? Rhyme. Okay, so you card the Jewish star between your eyes. Yep. 
uh, which I thought was a very effective propaganda My own blood, technique. my own blood, scarred, branded. Nexium, yeah. Nexium. You set out to meet Pharaoh and with your, and your brother. You have a brother named Aaron. Aaron, yep. Now he's kind of a, he's, it's fair to say he's squarer than you. Oh, that dude is, that dude's suit and tie, corporate, 2.5 kids, bourbon, white picket fence, bullshit. Yeah, but yeah, it's good to have somebody like that. A suit, if you will. He's my brother. It's my brother. Blood, blood. Right. Blood is different than water. That's what I always say. Blood is different than water. <sighs> yeah. Anyway, so you went to, you and Aaron went to the Pharaoh. And uh, I'm going to actually play this clip of what you, that moment, that dramatic moment when you talked to the Pharaoh and what you actually said. Yeah, where do I look? Which, uh, where am I looking? Over here? <clears throat> it's more an audio medium <laughs> man tell this pig there's like millions of people out there who are slaves man and not just like chains and whips and shit but like mental slaves to the whole corporal pyramid ferocracy you know that's propped up by this fucking fascist courtesy of the little scarab beetles he implanted in our brains and the only solution is to burn it down man burn the motherfucker down and then Aaron translated that into let my people go. You know, he tightened it up. So th- this was the this was back in the in the sixties, of course, eleven seventy. Crazy 11, times, man. 11, Crazy 60. fucking times. Man. You know, BC, right? Freedom, everybody experimentation, learning, expanding. You know, uh, breaking down the facade of the four walls that the media and the corporate media try to uh, lock you into and say, "Hey, man, you know what? Here's a roof. That roof is made of lies." You know? Absolutely. And there were a lot of young people out there who liked your message, listened to you. They, you recruited them and you got about a dozen or so of your followers to go out with you to the desert. And uh, you you uh, you live with them and they saw you as your as their leader. And that must have been fun for a little while there, that whole scene. It was all right. You know, it, was, it had ups and downs. But I'll tell you what, even though it lasted uh you know, about three weeks, it felt like 40 years, man. It was, it was crazy. Man. It was a long time. I mean, I my beard. Ooh. Mm. Yeah. A lot of, lot of uh, young, uh, young ladies with you out there, I, I remember. Oh, yeah, yeah. Talk about a burning bush. <laughs> it was, uh, there was less, uh, less maintenance, less maintenance than there is today. I'm just telling you the truth, man. I'm not trying to be funny. I gave him Ten Commandments. I'm only giving you one. Thou shalt stick around. Remember that night you and me and some of the angels got together and we kind of roomed, we room wrote the 10 plagues. Oh, the plagues. Yeah. Well, those were really fun. Yeah. Yeah. Initially I wanted, uh, I wanted, whoa, I think I wanted 11 and yeah, you did. Cause I wanted something like, I remember, I can't remember the phrasing, but an itchy asshole. And I remember itchy asshole was great, but we just couldn't find the place in the larger we, context. We, we, in- we had different wording, man. We had different wording, but it was uh, that was the idea. That was the concept. But of course, the one everyone remembers still talks about to this day. The last one, the killing of the killing firstborn of the children. First bo- yeah. And that's where I think you and your people really came into your own with that one. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. That was, that was all one night, right? That was all one night. Yeah. And, <laughs> you know... What people don't really remember, realize is, uh, you know, uh, initially I was pitching for all the plagues to happen at once, you know? I remember. So it just kind of a shock and awe thing. And that's, that's the phrase I use, shock and awe. Um, and, you know, we, we had talked about it and they were like, oh, one at a time, one at a time, you know? And I thought maybe even reverse order would be good, you know? Start with the killing of the firstborn, you know? Yeah, but I think you do understand why you have to build, 
you have to build. You, I get you it now, man. At the time, you know, I was uh, I was just young and raring to go. I was just like, good, do it. Give it to me. Let's go. Let's do this. Let's kill them. Yeah. Kill them babies. Right. Kill the babies. Drink the blood. Did, did you actually drink the blood? A little bit. Was that, did you enjoy that? or? Yeah, I didn't have it straight. I put it in a smoothie, but you know, yeah, it was good. Huh. Feel better, feel feel stronger, fitter, faster. Let's talk about your memories of that incredible moment at the Red Sea. You're there, you're being pursued, and what happens? Well, you know, I mustered every bit of strength, and I called upon everything that I know in my mind, man, you know, that, and I called upon every essence of my fiber, and I connected in a universal sense, and I used that power, and it surged, it coursed through me, and I pointed my fingertips, and I took my staff, and I pounded it in the ground, and I parted that Red Sea, man. I parted it. I motherfucking parted it. What did I do <laughs> that Red Sea? I parted it. Yeah. It was parted. Parted in half. I would just say that it was me, and it, it was me, and it was only me, and it wasn't so much you. It was me acting through you, but I, I, in fact, parted the Red Sea. That's fake news, man. That's fake news. That's fascist, fake. That's fake news. You're, that's, I'm having a hard time, man. I'm having a hard time with that. You know, a human being can't actually part a, a sea. That's not. I believe it was uh, you who told me nothing is impossible if you believe it. And keep your feet on the ground and keep reaching for the stars, Moses. That's what you told me all the time. I think you're thinking of that accessory poster you have in your room. That where do you, where do you think that came from? I mean, ultimately, it came from me because I created the universe. But it's very indirect. Exactly, and you created Spencer's gifts, and so thank uh, you for that. No, actually, I can tell you definitively, Spencer's gifts was not created by me. That was the other guy. That place is a shithole. Anyway, let's move on. You got to Mount Sinai. You camp out there on an abandoned ranch. I call you up. I say, Moses, I want to talk to you about some laws. We go up there. And now I'm like, the first group of 10 things went really well. Let's have another group of 10 things. But this time they're going to be commandments. And again, you and I kind of kind of riffed on these. Yeah, I wanted 62. I remember that. Nice round yeah, number. Yeah, you mentioned 62. Nice round number. And then I was like, I can't hold. I mean, just one of them was hard. 62 is a round number? Yeah, well, I mean, don't be constrained by what they are going to tell you a round number is, man. Is 10 around, not a round number? Yeah, 10's a round number, but I said a nice round number. 62's nicer. Just out of curiosity, what's another nice round number? Uh, 1,743. Okay, I agree with you on that. That That is a nice round number. Thank you. Uh, so we talked about uh, thou shalt not steal. Mm-hmm. Talked about thou shalt not covet thy neighbor's wife, which a lot of people don't realize was only about... Your about, neighbor. Yeah, my, yeah, I know. Specifically. Well. Anybody else was fair yeah, game. Yeah, I got caught that one time and it was, yeah. I got to talk about that. I, I respect your privacy. I don't want to go there. We did ultimately go with 10 and not 62. Uh, and then a whole other bunch, bunch of other laws about kosher dietary restrictions, which were really, I really enjoyed those. I liked this more than the commandments myself. The second part of that was if, if mankind does develop refrigeration then you right. can have it uh you can have the the things that were causing trichinosis but you wouldn't put that in there for some reason so still to this day 
can't have the cloven hoof, can't mix the milk and meat. And- well, because I didn't, that, that would have been a spoiler. I, I, I knew it was going to happen down the road, but uh, I, I'm always, I'm always. <laughs> All right, oh, man, I get it. All right, yeah. All right. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah, I'm always, you know, the Bible is always about what happened, not what's going to happen. So take us through the 40 years in the desert that you wandered. Uh, that was a, that was a, a fairly long stretch of time. Well, it felt like 40 years. I think it was like three weeks. But, I mean, we ran out of snack packs pretty quickly. Um, I sent you that manna. Remember the manna from heaven? I did send you the manna to as food. It was a little herby for my, my taste. Uh, uh, I, I detected notes of tarragon and mustard seed. Uh, but yeah, it was, it's not my thing, man. I, you know, it's not really my thing. You know what I like is dried seaweed. Have you ever had that? Yes, I have. I've just been getting into Japanese Japanese culture because I've ignored them for 5,000 years. So I'm just starting to get into. Well, you're petty. They've ignored you. So that's why, you know, you're a petty, you're a petty guy. Petty is, is a word, you know, I think. My word, man. Disinterested would be another word. But I do, yeah, I love the, the, the dried seaweed. Of course, I'm God, so I don't taste like humans taste. It's more of a metaphysical process of, of gustation, but it's delicious. All right. Lesson learned. You look around the state of the world today at the, the three great monotheisms, Judaism, Christianity, and Islam, that, that, that has sprung from you and your work. Uh, the world's in a big mess right now. Uh, it needs leadership. When it hasn't needs... it been? <laughs> Let's make the world great again. Mwaga, mwaga. Really? So, are, are, are you a are you are you a fan of Trumps? Who? Donald Donald Trump, Jr. No, does yeah, that... no, no. Uh... Wait, does he have a dad? Yes. Is how... he still around? He. Do... How do you know? How do you know Donald Trump Jr. and not? How do you know Donald Trump Jr. He uh, Fortnite play him play Fortnite. Oh, yeah. yeah. I see. Well, just in looking at the world, do you have any ad- advice for young people? I know a lot of young people are out there are despairing and miserable because of the conditions that I've set forth for them. Absolutely. The thing that brings me joy, it always brought me joy, that was the greatest joy of my life, was killing the firstborn male of mm. a house. Mm. I mean, mm. kill the babies. And so that's something you think people can still do. That's the kind of a timeless wisdom kind of a thing. It's a thing that we can all agree on. And what is it about the firstborn rather than the the secondborn, for example? Slightly more tender. Ah, I see. Easier. Symbolic. Symbolism. Mm -hmm. Symbolism. Yeah. Symbolism. 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 I have trouble with that word. A syllabus. S. Symbolism. Symbolism. I got to ask you, Moses. Are you, uh, I know you were, you've been in and out of some, Facilities for various kind of treatments. Okay, that shit I've taken is definitely that shit that I took is definitely starting to have a. <laughs> there we go. Having it, it's coming. There we okay. go. I was going to ask if you were clean. I guess the answer there, is. There we go. It's coming in. No. There we go. Hello. All right. Here we go. Oh yeah, I got, yeah. I can I see now. I don't have much time left. I don't have much time left. Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, it's it's been great to see you again. I I just it, this brings back so many memories for me of that that magic time that's still outlined in Exodus and and Ex- Leviticus. Oh, Exodus, Exodus, yeah, Exodus, yeah, yeah, Exodus. Movement it's like free, exit, yeah, ex 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 ecstasy, existentia, ex yeah. What are you What are you seeing right now? Just out of curiosity, what are you seeing in your mind right now? 
uh, Navajo blankets and bad fencing and scrub, you know, titular characters. I mean, all, all of it, all of it, all of it. Also a new color. What color? Can you describe the color? Uh, no, it's it's like purple. Gotcha. Uh, Moses, thanks for coming by. Anything you want to plug? Yeah, I'm going to be doing this podcast with you. You're right. Yeah. Okay. Uh, we'll we'll, so we'll check listen that for that. Out. Listen for that. Yeah, we'll, we'll, Pod, we'll be sure. God's podcast. Check out that podcast uh, coming up uh, half an hour ago. Thank you very much. Let's play, let's play a clip. Let's play a clip from it. And that was Moses, giver of laws, parter of the Red Sea, freak. A nice guy. I, li- I liked, I enjoyed that. Well, you like dangerous men, Joan. I do. Every week I answer one prayer. This is Prayer of the Week. Prayer of the Week. Remember, if you want your prayer answered, leave it in a review of Godcast on Apple Podcasts. If you do, your prayer will have a tiny, tiny chance of being answered. This week's Prayer of the Week comes from at Lorena Morena S. At Lorena Morena S. Thank you for listening, first of all, Lorena. And here is the prayer. Can you make men get pregnant instead of women? Would be helpful. Thanks. Ooh, good prayer, Lorena Morena asks. Great question, Lorena. Great prayer. I understand where you're coming from. Pregnancy is indeed a very difficult burden for women to bear. And I know I I designed it that way. But I'm afraid I have to answer you, no, I, I can't make it so that men get pregnant. You see, if I did that, and if you think about this anatomically, mm-hmm. it makes sense, then the baby would have to come out of either the anus or the pee-pee hole. Oh. And both of those are very problematic in terms of if you do the math of the diameters and the, the width and the cylindrical radius of yeah. the, the size of the crown. It's just, it would be difficult. It would be, it would be not as easy, uh, relatively easy as, as it currently is coming out of the woman's, uh, uh, which is not comfortable either. I'm not saying that's comfortable either. I'm just saying it's, it's doable. Okay. I think a baby coming out of a man's butt would be kind of, well, picture it. I'd rather not. No, no. I'd rather all my listeners actually do picture that. Just stop a second and picture the image of, a baby coming out of a man's butt, I think you'll see the problem. It's not a, it's not a pleasant image. Just picture that for a second. Just picture that. Shh. I'm serious. Everybody listening, picture that for a second. If you're driving, pull over and picture, picture it, picture it vividly in full color with movement. Okay, now they understand. Now they understand why that's an anatomical impossibility, mm-hmm. and it's much better that the baby come out of a woman's. Uh, I don't want to get too technical with the lingo here. Mm-hmm. Woo ha! Okay, out of a woman's woo ha. I, I feel like that is the best way. I designed it that way, and it still works. It's worked a hundred billion times. And secondly, this is more the principle of the thing. I designed it so that the woman's role was to bear children. And the man's role is to tell women that their role is to bear children. 
and that's really how I how I saw it, and that's that's how I wanted. So then, okay, so this is what my mother told me. She said that men could actually bear children, but it's another thing they act like they can't do right, so that women will do it for them. Hey, no, okay. you have got it, Joan. You are ready to go on the feminist comedy circuit with that. Okay, well, and I, I do. I have a serious question then. To a follow-up, why then do men have nipples? Good question. That is vestigial. Originally, they were going to be designed to get AM and FM reception, and the nipples were going to be the dials mm. uh, for AM and FM reception. And then at the last minute, I decided... People didn't need internal radios. But I kept the nipples because I thought they looked kind of cool. I see. So your answer to Lorena, Morena S, is no. Yes, that is the answer. I promised an answer. That is the answer. Thanks for listening, Lorena, Morena S. Thanks for listening. Player of the Week. Well, that's the show for today. I want to thank Moses for stopping by, at Lorena Morena S for her prayer, and Tom Brady for selling his soul to the devil. Until next week, I'm the Lord Almighty. And I'm Joan. We'll see you then. Of course, I see you at all times. I'm seeing you right now. You look good in that. Godcast is a Forever Dog production. Audio production and engineering by Left Handed Radio. Executive produced by Alex Ramsey, Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and David Jabberbaum. Original music by Gabe Lopez. Joan of Arc appears courtesy of Tara Sands. For more original podcasts, visit foreverdogpodcasts.com and subscribe to our shows on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. For ad-free episodes and exclusive bonus content from this show and others, sign up for Forever Dog Plus at foreverdogpodcasts.com slash plus. And if you haven't already, remember to follow God on Twitter at the Tweet of God. Forever. Dog.